Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Hey, bartender. Welcome, everybody, to the official number 50 Hey Bartender podcast. I'm your bartender for the evening. I'm the Dude, so that's what you call me. So, sit back, relax, enjoy the show. Uh, I've got a great show set up for you guys today. I have managed to bring on my show, Bartender from the Cowgirl Barbecue in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Voted Best Bartender in Santa Fe of 2019. She is also the manager of multiple social media outlets and uh, actress and all-around animal lover. I'd like to introduce everybody to Randy Lind. I did, I, I butchered your name, didn't I? Randy Lynn Landberg. <laughs> Randy. No, that was great. <laughs> Randy Lynn, thank you so much for coming on my show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Now, uh, Randy Lynn, can I, uh, does everybody call you Randy Lynn? Or is that all right? Um, a lot of people call me Randy, actually. Okay. Yeah. We'll, do, we'll go with that then, just for, uh, just for me. <laughs> it's here. easier. So, Randy, at the beginning of every episode, I like to introduce people to a drink that they may not know about or just something unusual. Do you have a drink that you could tell us about? Yeah, definitely. Um, Right now, you know, typically I'm pretty lame when I come, when I go out. <laughs> I drink vodka sodas. I'm very boring. But I've recently been super obsessed with Bohemians, which are kind of an old school cocktail. And they're really, really delicious. So you use uh, an ounce and a half of gin, uh, gin of your choice. I like to use Hendrix gin. That's my favorite. And then so an ounce and a half of that. You do an ounce of St. Germain or just another elderflower liqueur. And then you do half an ounce of grapefruit juice, a couple dashes of bitters, and then you shake the shit out of it and put it in a martini glass with a lemon twist. And it is so good. What kind of flavor does it have? Is it like citrusy or? It's very citrusy. Um, It's like citrusy and tart and it just tastes like juice. It's so good. (laughs) Oh, it's one of those dangerous drinks that go down a little bit too easy. Oh, it's, it's extremely dangerous (laughs) but (laughs) that's why i like it well that's why most of us like those type of drinks yeah (laughs) thank you so much for that and to start off the show well let's get a little background on you first are you originally from santa fe new mexico no actually i was born in ventura california which uh is it's a little north of la it's an awesome city right on the coast and I moved to New Mexico when I was 14 or 15. My dad's job transferred us, and then I ended up in Santa Fe, and I just haven't left. Now, I have never been to Santa Fe. When coming down to the southern area of, of Texas where I'm bo- uh, broadcasting it, I've only been through Alba- knowingly been through Albuquerque and Roswell. Where's Santa Fe in around that, those areas? So Santa Fe is like 50 miles north of Albuquerque. 50 miles north and of Roswell, I mean, yeah, so it's just... It's really not a long drive. It's pretty close. It's nice having a big city close by. 
well, I live out in Odessa, Texas, so uh, the closest <laughs> uh, the closest city nearby is about now oh, five or six hours away. But oh, damn! Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so you just ended up in Santa Fe, and um, what got you started in bartending? Well, I moved to Santa Fe, and the very next day, I started job searching, and I went to a restaurant bar that was close to my house, and I applied as a server and they didn't have any positions as a server, but they hired me as a hostess. So I ended up, I was hosting there and it was super busy one night. And then the manager was like, wow, you know, you're really good at this. Have you ever thought about serving? And I'm like, well, that's why I, you know, that's kind of why I, what I wanted to do. And because at this point I hadn't bartended, I was actually the only other restaurant I had worked at, you had to make your own cocktails. And I was terrified every time. Terrified? Why is that? <laughs> and I just like, I always thought I was going to mess it up. I was really young and I just, oh. it was such a, like a scary thought process to me to like make cocktails. <laughs> and so I, I was working in this place and I, I started serving really quick and they one night came up to me and they're like, Hey, do you maybe want to bartend? Like, you just seem like you're really good with people, you know, yada, yada. So I got trained one day and then I had a Saturday night by myself. So I got thrown to the wolves. Boy, a newbie bartender (laughs) on a Saturday by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if they were trying to get rid of me or (laughs) if they actually believed in me, but, um, it was, it was rough, but I think being thrown to the wolves like that actually made me learn really quickly. And so I just picked it up really fast. It came really naturally. Well, and that, I just uh, haven't stopped. Well, that's good. Now, I've said before that bartending schools, did you have? Did you ever attend a bartending school? No. <laughs> no. Uh, I didn't, you know, my training was very, very minimal. Well, uh, that's kind of one of the things that I've, well, bartending schools all over the country probably want to kill me right now, but I've always kind of maintained <laughs> that, uh, bartending school is damn near a waste of money. Uh, experience yeah. is actually way better than to just... Yeah, I've never actually met someone. I mean, I don't know that I have met anyone that's gone to bartending school. Well, you've met me. I did. I think it's just... <laughs> oh, you did? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, unfortunately, I, uh, I did go to bartending school because it was a two-week course, and I needed a job in the worst way, and I thought, well, if I have... Yeah, uh, I didn't realize it was so short, like two weeks. Well, the place I went to was short. And, mm-hmm. uh, I figured with the accreditation behind my back, I uh, that would help me find a job. And they did have job placement assistance, but none of the places they sent me to worked. I mean, they, they'd they say, we're looking for somebody with yeah. more experience. And was, well, why'd you car- call a bartending <laughs> school then? So, <laughs> yeah, it's like I thought that was my experience. Yeah, now working, be- working behind the bar... It couldn't have been too hard because, like you said, you got kind of thrown into the wolves. Majority of the drinks mm-hmm. during a uh, regular night are usually just a mixer and uh, yeah, a, and a liquor. That's it. And you get your yeah. and lots of beer, lots and lots of beer. Um, mm-hmm. How how long did it take you to really get your hands on some of the more technical drinks? I mean, Long Island iced tea—that's almost basic <laughs> knowledge for every bartender. Um, yeah, but if somebody came up to you and asked for a, uh, Singapore sling, were you like me and look at him like a deer in headlights or run for the bartending guide or something like that? You know, I kind of handle it 
differently depending on like the interaction I'm having with the person. If they're being kind of snotty and ordering something that sounds so totally bizarre, I'm like, well, do you know what's in it? Because if you don't, <laughs> how am I supposed to know? But <laughs> if people, you know, if people are like, you know, have, do you know how to make this cocktail? Usually I'll just be like, I'm just pretty honest with my customers. I'll just be like, you know, what? I don't, but I'm going to look it up. And if I have the stuff, I'm going to make it. So, so uh... I usually... I usually admit that I don't know what's in it if, if that does happen. And then I just look it up and make it if I got the stuff. Well, that's usually the best way to do it. I found out that a little yeah. bit later. One customer appreciated that I asked them, uh, how do you make it? Yeah, because they, they knew do. they knew if they told me how uh, how it's made, they get it made the way they like. And yeah, so that was big bonus. Um, and it's nice to, you know, instead of just being like, oh, we don't have that, you know, it's I enjoy learning how to make a new drink. So when people order stuff that I haven't heard of before, it's just like, okay, cool. This is a learning opportunity. And now I'll know next time someone asks for it. Sure. But how often did you, uh, did you run into the trouble where they, you know, they asked for a specific drink and you don't know it by that name, but they tell you what the ingredients are and you're like, Oh, that's a. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not super often. The first, the first place I bartended was a brewery. So it was a lot of just craft beer and, um, you know, beers and shots. There was some margaritas on the menu, but you didn't really get a lot of people ordering cocktails. So, you know, it was like a good year or so before I felt like super confident with like the random drinks that you don't get super often, Mm. but you have to know what's in them because it was just a lot of beer and tequila or a margarita. It wasn't anything too fancy. Well, you didn't have to make blended drinks too often. So that had to be a a plus. No, actually we had this awful uh, blender machine. We didn't just have a blender. We had this frozen drink machine and the, the portions that you had to use to get it right were so bizarre and it was such a pain in the ass to use. No, what do you mean by that? Someone, the the por- uh, just, portions, um, correct? Or? Like you had to, it was this huge machine and you had to put a certain amount of ice in this little tube and then shred the ice into the like the base of it and then you had to fill mixer just like right so right above the blade it was very weirdly specific and it was very easy to mess up (laughs) and so whenever whenever people ordered frozen drinks I'd always kind of be like okay I got this we can do this (laughs) it was kind of a panic moment (laughs) well is it like the icy machines that they have for daiquiris and whatnot out here so I've... now the bar I work at just has a machine that you just, you put tequila, triple sec lime juice in and you pull a lever and it pours out frozen margarita, which is great. That's awesome. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but so it was not that easy. <laughs> so I'm glad I don't work with that thing anymore. Well, I feel bad for anyone that has a blender behind their bar. Well, I've, so uh, <laughs> I've told dozens of people many times, uh, if you ask specifically for a blended drink, you've just made an enemy out of your bartender. <laughs> yeah. It's a good way to end up on someone's shit list. <laughs> so you bartend at the, uh, the cowgirl barbecue, the cowgirl barbecue. Yeah. And which it's you were, spot. which you were just voted in as Santa Fe's best bartender of 2019. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you so much. So please tell tell us about your bar. Tell us about the atmosphere, your customers. Give us some information. Yeah. Well, the Cowgirl is um, it's in downtown Santa Fe. So it's in a super cool location. We've been open for 28 years. 
and it's locally owned by three really awesome men um, that, that they just created this awesome little watering hole for locals and tourists and live music every night. We've got 24 beers on draft, so many whiskeys. It's just kind of like, you know, a smorgasbord. There's anything you could want at the bar. And there's always regulars, so you constantly see people you know. And so everyone, you know, it's one of those places where I'm so tacky where everyone knows your name. Oh, yeah. But, you got to <laughs> Thanks to cheers. Yeah, that's the most I common phrase ever. So. Oh, yeah. That and who you're going to call. It's thanks to Ghostbusters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm sorry. Please continue. No, that's, you know, that's, it's a great spot. The food is really good. We have, I mean, it's a barbecue restaurant. That's what they're famous for. But. I mean, we have every kind of food. We have New Mexican food and burgers and seafood. And right now we have like an Oktoberfest menu for bratwurst. And it's just, it's great because it's one of those places where if you're like, you know, I don't really know what I want. Let's go to Cowgirl because they have everything. <laughs> okay. Now, uh, so, with a with a name of uh, the establishment not called the Cowgirl, now guys like me mm-hmm. who grew up in the suburbs of the Pacific Northwest, I would probably be a little intimidated by that, uh, thinking it's a, uh, say, what is re- commonly referred to as a country western bar, and so like I'm, I'm not wearing uh, the right boots. I don't have a cowboy hat, big belt buckle. Mm-hmm. I, I'll get thrown out of there immediately. No, that's it's not, not that the specific. case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no. The Santa Fe is a very artsy community, so there's the. The, div- the div- geez, I can't talk. The <laughs> diversity of the clientele is pretty bizarre and kind of awesome to watch. So, yeah, there's definitely not like a dress code or a standard to abide by. Oh, well, that thank God for that. Yeah. I do have to wear a hat, a cowgirl hat at all times. Oh, but... you, have, you have kind of a uniform or a dress code. <laughs> uh, you know, we do dress Western. It's not... Um, nothing too crazy you know i usually typically just wear like jeans and a button up but we do have to wear a hat we are known for wearing the hat well so you, all the staff wears the hat yeah and you got to have uh well it's not exactly a staple but, but just something to be remembered by yeah okay um and people love it so well sure so without uh embarrassing anybody who uh in your clientele <laughs> uh what can you tell me about your clientele well uh, Let's see, I, mean, I have. <laughs> I mean, just you, uh, just you know, like uh, the general type of person that comes yeah. into your bar. You know, we actually Santa Fe is also a retirement community, so a lot, a lot of the clientele is uh, an older generation. Mm. Um, but the older generation really knows how to party, so it's usually pretty fun. <laughs> but since we now have a pretty strong social media presence, we are seeing like more and more young people coming in, which is cool. Like we have a Sunday brunch and Sunday brunch always, we <laughs> they always kind of make a joke that it looks like a funeral home because it's always so many old people, but they know how to have fun and they put back those drinks and they dance to the live music and it's so much fun. So it's a cool mix of the super old community of Santa Fe and then like young people a lot of service industry people come in now that's got to be a a lot of fun i used to love it when other people that also work in the service industry came into my bar because they were always really cool and 
you know you're going to get tipped well, but tips between servers and bartenders and other servers and bartenders from other restaurants, the money just kind of circulates. It really doesn't stay with one person. It really does. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, like Santa Fe has over 200 restaurants. So, I mean, that's, that's what Santa Fe is. It's Mm. just, it's tourism. So it's restaurants and art galleries, but it's all there is in Santa Fe. So all of the younger community pretty much works in a restaurant. So when, once you start working in restaurants, you know, everyone, and so anytime you go out, you know the bartender, you know your server, which is really fun. But you're definitely right. The money just circulates. We're all giving it back and forth to each other constantly. <laughs> yeah, uh, that observation was made by a friend of mine who I bartended with years ago. She's She just all of a sudden sat back one day and said, you know, they tip us really good, but then we go and visit them and tip them right back. And so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And None of us really keep the money for very long. Yeah, it's it's, but it's also fun and funny at the same time. Plus, to have other people who know what you're going through, if they see they you're having a bad night, they'll yeah, that's always so nice. Yeah, they're they'll mellow you out or help you out in one way or another. Mm-hmm. That's always so nice. <laughs> like when you're kicking someone out or cutting someone off, and you can just go over and be like. Did you just see that? <laughs> they know exactly what you're know exactly what you're dealing with. It's like I told you before the show started here. Is the that's kind of the point of this podcast because the conversations like that. Uh, mm-hmm. This point of this podcast is just you know to maybe brag a little bit or tell those stories just because you got them in the back of your head. Every bartender and server out there has a really groovy story. Yeah, we all have so many. Kind of hard to narrow it down. <laughs> Do you have a favorite story that you like to tell? Uh, to maybe break the ice with somebody that you're new talking to or yeah. um, please tell I, me, tell, tell yeah. me something. <laughs> um, you know, I, this actually happened super recently. So maybe that's why it's so fresh, but <clears throat> during the world series this year, I am mm-hmm. actually a really big baseball fan mm-hmm. and I'm a Dodgers fan, so unfortunately, the World Series wasn't great for me, but... Well, um, hasn't been for a while, I think. I, <laughs> no, no, not... I have not been alive for uh, seeing them win a World Series, so... Well, but... Way to stick to your um, guns be a true fan. I know. It's really rough. It's really rough. <laughs> but, so, I, you know, I was kind of hoping, I was like, hopefully it'll only go to Game 6, because I have to work on the day of game seven, but of course it was a good series. So I ended up working for game seven. So this, it was kind of slow. It was kind of a slow night and an older gentleman came in and he was being super polite. He sat near my service while next to the TV and he was, you know, he wasn't talking to me too much and it slowed down and it was the game was almost over. It, there was two outs. It was the bottom of the ninth. And so I sat at the end of the bar with him and was watching the game. And a commercial came on. And he almost looked kind of teary-eyed. And I was like, sir, is, you know, is everything okay? And he was like, well, you know, I've, just, I've been waiting my whole life for this. And <laughs> I, I, I was like, wait, wait, like, can you explain? And he said, he's like, well, I'm actually, uh, I grew up in D.C. and I'm a Washington Nationals fan. And so they've never also had never won the world series before. So they were an out away from winning the world series. And he was telling me during the last commercial break that he had just recently had surgery on his eyes 
and hasn't, it was an emergency surgery and he hadn't been able to watch any of the games. He'd been listening to them on the radio and he hadn't been able to watch any of it. And he had finally been feeling better. So he came to the bar to actually watch the game. And so the last out happened and they went, they won the world series and he started crying <laughs> and said, I've waited my whole life for this. And I actually got to see it. And it was just, Oh, it was such a, such a sweet moment. Uh, yeah, that's an I amazing so story. I was there. <laughs> it was so sweet. And it was just the fact that, you know, he had to listen to the first games and he could finally watch it. I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> Man, you get tugging at the heartstrings. It was so sweet. Yeah, it so I'm you, really glad I ended up having to work that night. It makes you tempted to see, run home and see if you can find downloads for the previous six. <laughs> right, just and be like, here you go. Yeah, it's just so he can. He's already listened to them, but he so he can watch them and experience them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so sweet. That's a, that's an amazing story. Yeah, it was so, and it you know it just happened. So like, luckily, you know, I I had something cool that. I could tell you. Now, bartenders, all bartenders have uh, a bad night once in a while. You said that your bar is fairly popular in this touristy town. So you probably get a lot of uh, what we call rookie drinkers come in every now and then. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah. Now that, oh, my God, tells me that you've got a story. (laughs) The guys that ask for a beer menu because you have 24 craft beers on draft and then order a Bud Light. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a very popular story. Is make you name off all twenty four beers and say Bud Light. Oh dear God! Yeah, I'm like okay, garbage person, got it. Uh, um, does yeah. your bar have uh, like bouncers or security? Or we do have security. Yeah, and they, I've gotten because I work in a place where I do have to exercise my right to refuse service quite often mm. um i've gotten really comfortable with having those you know shit conversations with people of having to tell them you can't serve them anymore but we do have security and they are they're awesome we have a couple of really awesome guys that help out and keep us really safe and get the shitty people out now um the shitty conversation where uh you have to all right you've had enough coke coffee or water take your pick yeah. Do you have a story you can tell us about that? You know, I did have one. I I don't have anything too crazy. And then, you know, if I actually sat down and really thought about it, I could probably think of something. But one time, one of our regulars, I will not say his name. That's um, fine. That's completely it cool. His, <laughs> it was like his 60th birthday. And he was hammered he was so hammered and I just you know everyone was trying to buy him drinks because it was his birthday and then they were getting mad because I wouldn't give him drinks and it was just oh it's really annoying but he gets kind of rowdy and kind of mean when he would drink Mm. and so you know I had to pull him aside and be like look you know you know I love you but I, I really can't serve you anymore like this is too much and he picked up his shot glass and he threw it at me and it wow. hit this little, it hit a pole of where our taps are and then shattered into my ice well. Oh. And it was like a busy, a busy night. So I had to not only kick him out, but stop what I'm doing and burn the ice well, mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, which is like the worst task when you're busy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
oh my god so that was fun but I just I've had things like that happen like I had a guy randomly last Wednesday I had to kick out seven people it was a Wednesday and it was like eight o'clock and I'd already kicked out like five people Uh, but I I couldn't serve this guy (laughs) it's so weird and you know this guy came in already drunk he sat down and I was like you know what I like you know, I'm glad you had a good time tonight, but you're not getting any alcohol from me. I'll give you some water. So he sat there and drank two waters. He got up. He stumbled backwards. And he was like, I paid you, right? I was like, for your water? Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude, you're good. You're good. <laughs> he was like trying to get his wallet out of his pants. I'm like, okay, you're good. <laughs> I'm so glad I didn't serve you because, holy shit, you just had two waters. And you're asking if you paid. Now, those those so, guys can be fun. because Lots of the stories like that. <laughs> those guys can be fun because you can really screw with their head. But uh, luckily, you're oh, honest yeah. and uh, didn't try to get a couple bucks off him. Like, maybe I probably would have. But, <laughs> but no, no I, I, I've, I've never done that to a customer. <laughs> I've never done that to yeah. a customer. Uh, any of my old customers are listening. I never did that to you guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't you guys the problem. Yeah, at least he uh, left without causing any trouble. He was just a little bit out of his mind. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you ever have it uh, happen, though, when somebody's in the middle of their night and uh, you decide, okay, you need to take a break for a little while, you know, you, coffee, mm-hmm. coffee, Coke, or water, and then they say, all right, I'll just have an Irish coffee. And then you have to <laughs> face palm and say, you're not getting me here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had one of those. I had this lady... Um, the other night and she came in and she, she ordered a Manhattan. So I made her Manhattan. She drank it super quick and then she ordered another one. So I gave her another one. She drank, she drank it slower, but she did drink it. And then I kind of, you know, I gave her a water and kind of ignored her for a little bit. And then she ordered another drink, but New Mexico's liquor laws are super, super strict. Really? And it's a lot of, we run into these problems with tourists a lot because our liquor laws are so specific and it's not like that in any state. But so here, like you can't serve someone more than two drinks that has three ounces of liquor in it. So like martinis, Long Island, Manhattan, things like that. Wow. And so, you know, I was like, and she had told me she was new to New Mexico. So I was like, you know, unfortunately the laws are pretty strict. And I can't give you another drink, but I can't give you another Manhattan. But if you would like, I could give you something else. You know, I could give you a beer or if you wanted to do like a little shot of whiskey or something like that. And she she put her finger up to my face and she was like, no, 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 I get it. I get it. It's the altitude. And I was like, no, (laughs) not. (laughs) You're not listening. And she's like, okay, okay, I get it. And I was And then she said something else. I can't even remember. And I was like, no, actually, you don't get it. It's the law. And now I'm not going to serve you at all because (laughs) you're getting sloppy. (laughs) And then she kind of got upset and went and danced for a while. And then she came back and she had turned her shirt inside out. And she was like, can I get a bullet ride Manhattan? (laughs) I was like. Turning her um, shirt inside out was her disguise? I guess so. It was brilliant, but somehow, you know, somehow I caught on. And she and she'd also put her hair up. I should say that. So she tried a little bit. 
Mm, and, okay. you know, I was like, so funny story, but we actually just had this conversation about half an hour ago. So nothing's changed. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great, uh, great story because uh, people customers you know they always try to pull a fast one every once in a while oh yeah and you're like yo you have had two manhattans i'm sober as hell back here like (laughs) don't try to pull one on me (laughs) that's 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 an awesome story now uh when i uh when i used to bartend i used to try to think up ways uh because honestly i'm a bit of an introvert Uh, doing this podcast is kind of a way for me to actually work work on that to be able to talk to people that's cool and that's awesome. bartending was also a, um, also an exercise in that for me also to try to get myself into a social setting and actually try to talk to people. Great way to do it. I agree. Um, I used to try to think up ways to entertain my customers all the time. It's like, uh, I was huge fan of listening to stand up comedy albums before I became a bartender. So when I actually became a bartender, I kept stealing, jokes and riffs from uh, various comedy albums. Uh, when the Blue Collar Comedy Tour became popular, I can't tell you how many times <laughs> I recreated the tater salad story for my customers. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, on karaoke nights, if I wasn't busy, uh, I would sing to my customers, and they used to love the shit out of that. What are you, That's so cool. What are your favorite ways to entertain your customers? That's a good question. Um, you know, the one thing because I also am kind of introverted. And the one thing I love about my shift at this bar specifically is I, I bartend solo Mm. and it's a pretty big restaurant. So I do server well and bar obviously. So it keeps me pretty busy and it keeps conversations short, which I like. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) But when I do have time, there's so many tourists. I really enjoy asking people what they're doing in town, where they're from, and kind of just talking to people about that. I do get the question all the time, you're a bartender, you must know a lot of good jokes. I'm just like, well, <laughs> I actually don't. <laughs> I'm just kind of naturally hilarious. <laughs> I just That's a great answer. Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually know a lot of jokes. Um, not any appropriate ones anyways, that I can just share with <laughs> the masses. And so I, because all my regulars are just, they are a bunch of freaks and I love them and they tell me some raunchy jokes, but I can't, <laughs> I can't share those with people. So I resort to a lot of like, what are you doing in town? And try to be a little bit of a tour guide and help people figure out what they want to do while they're in town. Cause there's, there's not a whole lot to do. So having someone that can tell you, the fun things to do is is really nice. Well, yeah, and being uh, so, being a bartender, you're uh, you're like the you are the information of the town. You know more probably know more about the town. Yeah, that's than... a better way to do it. Poor guy wasn't the right word. I couldn't just do it. <laughs> um, the information desk. Yeah, yeah. It was, I I enjoy talking to people about that. And just we get we get a lot of people from overseas, which is surprising, and so. It's always funny. I had a woman the other day. I'm not going to try to impersonate her accent, but she she was Australian or something. Oh, come on. Sure. Give it a try. It's Someday. Australian. No, no. Because <laughs> I can't even, can't even think of where she was from. But she asked me what a quesadilla was. 
Okay. And I was yeah. like, I don't think I've ever had to describe what a quesadilla is. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, so that's an like, interesting question. I every day. <laughs> I, I just enjoy talking to people about where they're from and what they enjoy doing where they're at. Because New Mexico is such a weird place. You get a lot of overseas kind of, customers? We do. We do. So much so that during the summer, our managers kind of prep us like okay you know a lot of people don't know how to tip yeah <laughs> so or don't tip for that <laughs> yeah you know a lot of people overseas i did have um some people from ireland the other day and they were really polite and they asked me they were like they said is service included and um it's nice when people that aren't from here ask instead of just assuming mm. and then you, you know don't get money because I think you, I actually, and I listened to a couple of your episodes and I think on the one where you talk, were talking about tipping, like when people don't tip you, you pay out of pocket for them to be there because you have to mm. tip out. Yeah. So it's really detrimental when people don't tip you. It's not just like a shitty thing. It's actually costing you money. Right. That, yeah. I only found out uh, just recently because uh, I did go on a big rant about the purpose of tipping and all that stuff on that one show. But um, yeah. I only found out recently that in like Japan, tipping is considered an insult. And I, I like, heard that as well. It's just so weird. I, I was like, wow. Okay. I, that's new to me, but, uh, yeah. working in working where I did in a not so famous area of this, the state of Oregon, uh, I didn't have to really worry about international customers ever. So, but yeah, you said that, uh, Santa Fe, you've told, you've told us that Santa Fe attracts a lot of international people what's what's the big draw to santa fe it's uh, a huge artist community it's the oldest city in the united states it's capital of new mexico but i mean it's really the art we there's i mean every every store every every bar you go into is also a gallery or selling jewelry or something uh-huh. It's just, it's huge. And every year they do this thing called International Folk Art Market. And we get to bartend for that. And that's always so cool because, I mean, there's people from every single country represented. So getting to see, I mean, even just what people are wearing and the art that comes with it is so cool. But it's just, Santa Fe is an artsy spot. And we uh, other things that draw people in, I mean, we do have a ski hill. So we get uh, that business in the winter. Oh, okay. And it's great. It's great hiking and great weather during the summer. It doesn't get too hot because we're, you know, in the mountains. And so it is. It is a nice. It's just kind of a great spot. But well, I know they're it's the art. They're... It's all the art, man. People love that shit. <laughs> oh, I uh, I know that there have been dozens upon dozens of songs written about Santa Fe, and yeah. Uh, so. Ever, just because of the music industry alone, that everybody knows about it. Yeah. Oh, that's that's good for me to know because I know little to nothing about Santa Fe, honestly. Sorry. I'm still learning. Today. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> so you before the podcast started, we also talked about that you guys have a big draw for Hollywood out there recently. Yeah, it's great. Um, because as you mentioned, I am an actress, so it's a great time to be out here. Um, Netflix just bought a studio in Albuquerque and a lot of stuff is shooting out here. Oh, Netflix which is great. Netflix is actually filming some of their, uh, series out there. Yes. Um, what is the name of that show that is going to drive me crazy? 
it's going to come to me and I'll tell you, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, okay. The- like Roswell films here, uh, deputy films here, daybreak films here. Um, let's see. Uh, Tom Hanks was just here filming a movie. Angelina Jolie was just here filming a movie. So there's a lot. Now I don't, I'm not going for the Hollywood uncover here, but tell me, uh, tell me some of the celebrities that you've met. If you've met some. Yeah, I've met a couple. Adam Sandler was in, he came in a lot when he was here, when they were filming, um, Ridiculous Six, I think is what that movie, right. what that movie is called. But now, now, honestly, is him, he good, he looks like a good tipper. Is he a good tipper? He is a good tipper. Yeah. Okay. He's a great tipper. I figured. <laughs> <laughs> um, I met Tina Fey. That was really cool. Now she's awesome. Um, I really Blake, like her. Really cool. Um, Blake Shelton came in when he was still with Miranda Lambert, and mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Neil Patrick Harris grew up here, actually. So, oh, really? He's been around before. Yeah, he grew up here. I didn't know that. Uh, Julia Roberts has a house up in Taos, which is about an hour north of us. So she's been in the restaurant. Lots of people. It's really cool. You're. I just think you're really lucky to be able to meet these people because I never got to meet any celebrities while I was a bartender. Yeah. So you said you're an actress. What uh, have you done? Anything or or tell us about some of the stuff that you've done. You know, oh, Longmire, that's the show that films here. That just came back to me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's like a pretty popular show, and it just, I could not think of it. Sorry for just shouting at you. It's all Um, right. It's all right. (laughs) It was rather that or at 3 a.m. I was going to wake up like, Longmire. (laughs) Um, But, you know, um, nothing that you would have seen, (laughs) unfortunately, yet. That will change soon, hopefully. Mm. Um. But I've been an extra in some cool projects. Like I was an extra at Independence Day 2. Um, I've oh, been cool. an extra on Roswell. I've been an extra on a show called Perpetual Grace that's coming out soon. Um, so I do a lot of background stuff right now. I've done, I've helped out with some student films um, at UNM, the University of New Mexico. And so I just recently got started like trying to get back into, you know, actually getting speaking roles. So hopefully here soon that will change and you will be able to see me something. Okay. That's a note to anybody who may be listening. If you're working on a film project or something like that, uh, yes. uh Randy, Randy Lynn, <laughs> she's available. I'm available. Um, got lots of free time. Book me. <laughs> now I've heard of uh, tons of celebrities that uh, were bartenders or servers before, or they, uh, right. before they became the famous. Step. Yeah. And so it it was just a way to make ends meet while they work on whatever it is they're working towards. So that's awesome that you're getting acting jobs and still bartending at the same time. Yeah, it's great. You know, I, I've worked at Cowgirls for five years and which says something like it's such a great place to work. So sure. I've kind of got to make my schedule what I want it to be. And so I really get, you know, if I get the, if I get an opportunity to do something, I'm lucky to have bosses that are really willing to work with that. That's another key thing uh, to have a boss that understands that you have a goal in your life and will let you. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most bosses are like, you know, I got no, I got nobody to cover your shift. So you're going to have to come in or I'll write you up. Yeah. <laughs> so so like, I know you're in the hospital, but we're like really short staffed. <laughs> Oh, believe me, I've heard that before. So let's, 
uh, <laughs> it, it was just a big, uh, big family, uh, family emergency that happened. And I told my boss, look, I got to leave town. And they said, well, we've got nobody to cover for you. And I said, well, figure it out. Cause I'm not coming. Should I <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Good for your bosses for being understanding. Yeah. They're cool. Uh, I, mean, I probably wouldn't be there if I didn't have the boss that I do. She's great. Now, and the owners are awesome. So helps out. Now, along with uh, being the best bartender in Santa Fe uh, 2019 uh, and <laughs> nice being an plug. actress <laughs> and being an actress, I'm, I'm going to plug you on that dozens of times. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I love it. Along with being an actress, you were also, from what I could tell, uh, have a strong social media presence. Manager of multiple Facebook pages advertising various places. And uh, tell us, where do you find time for all of this? <laughs> I know. It's like my other side hustle passion project. <laughs> so I do social media management and I started doing it for the bar I work at now, the cowgirl uh, about two years ago. And I really took to it. I really enjoy it. It's fun making content and sharing that and seeing your page grow and then seeing how it affects business, you know, in a positive way. And then I, I also bartend up at ski Santa Fe, the bar totem off. So I do that part-time in the winter as well. And mm. I ended up breaking my foot up there. How'd you and do that? Being clumsy, not skiing or anything. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, <laughs> I wish I had a cool story, but I don't. I just tripped. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just let it and go. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was laid up and I was like, what am I supposed to be doing for money? And I realized, you know, wait, I'm, I'm really good at doing social media and I enjoy it. You know, that's a huge part of it. I enjoy doing it. And so I started branching out and reaching out to other small businesses and seeing if they needed help. And so I, I got in touch with this company called Seamless Skin. They're a medical spa here in town, and they're so great. It's owned and operated by just this badass lady, Deborah Woods. And I, I really, I'm really passionate about skincare and just self care in general. Sure. So working with them came super naturally, and. I, I help out with a salon in town and I, I had a couple more clients and that just needed help temporarily. And then, so I just kind of, I do that and then I bartend and hopefully get some acting jobs and try to maintain a social life. And now work, working with seamless sleep. skin, have, uh, <laughs> have you tried to talk them into how to, how bartenders can battle bar rot? <laughs> No, I haven't yet, but I have a meeting with them tomorrow. Maybe I should bring it up. Uh, I, I don't know if it'd be all that interesting. They'd probably just look at you with their eyes crossed, say, wear rubber gloves. <laughs> right. Um, no, they're pretty great. Maybe they'll have some ideas. It's impressive all the stuff that you have on your agenda, and uh, you're able to even make time for my uh, for my podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> no, thank you. I appreciate it. That's, that's a cool opportunity. Now, every bar ever, every, you know, you, you kind of have to compare your bar to Cheers uh, ever because that's like the staple ever since that TV show was oh, yeah. on. Now, in when you work at a bar, you have to, you kind of force yourself sort of to figure out who your Norm Peterson is, the guy that comes in afternoon, everybody, Norm! Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, do you have one? Oh, yeah. And, uh, and is he like the life of the party or, you know, we don't. I don't, like I said before, we don't want to embarrass anybody or. Oh yeah. You know, one of, he's one of my favorite people and 
um, I'm just going to say his name because if he does, he won't care. His name's Bill. And every time he walks in, everyone's like, Bill! <laughs> I like to yell at him in a weird accent for some reason. I don't know. It's just like he's a great guy and he's a, he's an English professor. And so he always has great stories. He's an animal lover too. He always has the best dirty jokes. He remembers everybody's name and he really cares about the staff and you know everyone at the bar knows him so that's our norm uh, my so, <laughs> <laughs> all right well bill's uh, bill sounds awesome now uh <laughs> you're you said he's an animal lover and you also say on your social media that you're an animal lover now uh, yeah. how far does that go you know um well i have three dogs so that's a lot <laughs> <laughs> um but i I love them like crazy. I also dog sit for people. I'm actually currently watching a seven week old healer puppy and she's passed out on my lap right now. She is so cute. Hopefully it's a cold night. Um, so no, it doesn't overheat you. <laughs> <laughs> she's so cute. But no, I just, I love all, all kinds. I'm one of those people that will interrupt someone talking and be like, there's a dog over there. Got to go pet the dog. Got to go pet the dog. Yep. <laughs> Oh, and we, we're our patio. We have this awesome patio at our bar and it's dog friendly. So not stopping what I'm doing and going to annoy everybody asking if I can pet their dog is super hard, <laughs> but <laughs> I maintain most days. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, since we're talking about New Mexico here, I just have to ask how many people come through your town on their way to Roswell to see if they can find area 51 or are looking for aliens or something like that. You know, actually, Area Fifty One's in Nevada. Like, but, uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but well, Roswell is a big one, and people people do. I get that a lot, but you know what? I do get a lot, which is super hilarious. Uh, there's a Las Vegas, New Mexico, and it's about 40, 40 miles north of Santa Fe. Yeah, and I get tourists once a month that are like, "I didn't realize Las Vegas was so close to here." <laughs> and I most most of the time I'm like I know you should really go it's so much fun <laughs> you should really check out Vegas while you're here mm-hmm. and because Las Vegas New Mexico has nothing going on so it's really fucking funny <laughs> so like yeah you should definitely go on your way out of town such a good idea <laughs> but there are a lot of Indian casinos if I remember right in New Mexico I think there's a, uh, a couple in Albuquerque if I remember right yeah yeah, there there are there's there's casinos kind of everywhere actually. But um, there's um, a couple in Santa Fe, and there's a couple really big ones in Albuquerque. That's uh, but it's got to be hilarious when just people just get completely turned around. Oh, it's so funny. And and I think that uh, answers a question that I was going to ask: Do you ever screw with your customers? And then that's oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's an awesome way to screw with tourists. <laughs> You know, I, like I said, my ships are solo, so I got to find a way to entertain myself. That That's the whole point of screwing with your customers. <laughs> I got to mess with people and have fun with people. Do you, uh, do you have a the best way to keep yourself entertained? Do you have a particular way that you like to mess with people or? It's a good question. You know, I, sometimes when it's slow, um, I'll, I, since I, I'm the social media manager for the restaurant, I'll get on Facebook to like something or 
something. And only when it's slow, of course. Of course. And my regulars will ask for something, and I like to yell at them, I'm on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> and they they always get a pretty good kick out of that. If my boss is listening, I'm never on my phone at work, I promise. But... <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, it's always really funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, just uh, Randy Lynn's boss. She's a uh, great employee. Obviously, she won an award. So, yes, I won an award, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty cool. I was really surprised I won that. I yeah. did not expect that to happen. Yes, you you have to tell me the story on how that came about. Well, so the Santa Fe has this newspaper called the Santa Fe Reporter, and every year they do what's called the best of Santa Fe. And it's, I mean, there's hundreds of categories, really. It's everything from best restaurant to best veterinary clinic to best storage facility. I mean, there's really like so many categories. Wow. But I had started doing the social media for the restaurant. So I started promoting voting for, because I mean, there's all kinds of categories for service stuff like best margarita, best nachos, best kid-friendly restaurant. Because we do have a playground at our restaurant as well. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So after hours, do you guys go out and play on it or definitely not? (laughs) Of course, definitely never gone down the slide. What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, but (laughs) so I nominated, you know, the way it works is it's open nominations for about a month and then they do the top five in each category. And so I nominated myself a couple times for, Mm -hmm best bartender along with nominating the restaurant for all of the things that qualified for and I asked the staff to do the same you know vote for cowgirl for best bar and you know if you have time nominate me for best bartender and then the reporter called to give us you know what we've been nominated for and they're like and lastly you Randy Lynn Lamberg was nominated for best bartender I'm like what (laughs) (laughs) that's so crazy and then I ended up winning somehow, which was just so bizarre to me because there's so many restaurants. So there's just so many of us bartenders. So it was a really big honor. And I actually went into a bar last week and they were like, hey, that's the best bartender. The bartender was like, this is the best bartender in Santa Fe, you guys. It was really cool. So everyone's been really supportive and really nice about it. You're getting recognition. That's awesome. It's so cool. Like I said before, I mean, one of the things that caught my attention uh, was because of I think I uh, saw saw you posted on the Fraternal Order of Bartenders Facebook page, and yeah. I was like, I gotta get this girl on my show. She's got to talk about. <laughs> I went this. to toot my own horn a little bit. <laughs> well, yeah, and I'm giving you that opportunity. I mean, <laughs> I'm, thank I you. I don't have a huge listener base, but I guarantee a lot of people are going to uh, hear about it outside of Santa Fe. Yeah, no, that's super cool. That's really exciting. It's cool yeah. that it brought me to this. It's really awesome. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break and then bring on our musical guest and finish up with Brandy Lynn Lambert right after this. Just want to remind you guys, if you want to get your hands on any Hey Bartender podcast merchandise, head over to heybartenderpodcast.com and you can find my blog, you can find some drink recipes and pick yourself up a t-shirt help support the show by buying yourself a hey bartender podcast t-shirt today now for this week's musical guest hailing from kalamazoo michigan i i always say where the bands are from but kalamazoo is just really fun to say so i had to say it from kalamazoo michigan 
from their Bus Driver EP. This is Mighty Big Rig with their single Wasting Time.
From Bus Driver EP, that was Mighty Big Rig with their song, Wasting Time. If you want to find out more about these guys, just check them out on Bandcamp.com. That's where I go. You can find all the information on their contacts. You can find out information on their social media. And you can find more music done by them. Head on over to Bandcamp.com right now and go check out Mighty Big Rig today. Now let's finish off the interview with Santa Fe, New Mexico's Bartender of the Year 2019, Randy Lynn Lambert. Randy Lynn, thank you so much for being on the show. Why don't you give my listeners ways to find you on uh, social media or uh, tell them where you're going to be bartending at? Yeah, so I bartend at the Cowgirl Barbecue in Santa Fe on Wednesday and Thursday nights. Um, I'm also there Sunday nights, uh, but I'm manager Sunday nights. I run around as the, pretending to be the boss that night. But Wednesday, Thursday nights, I'm there. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Cowgirl Santa Fe. And then for me personally, um, my name is kind of long, but at Randy Lynn Landberg on Instagram is my talent page. So you can stay up to date with all of my acting stuff and all the modeling things I like to try to pull off. But um, um, so yeah. At Randy Van Lamberg and then at Calwell Santa Fe, who you can keep up with me. Well, uh, from the sounds of things, all the stuff that you're involved in, you're a tough, uh, tough girl to keep up with. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> That's my social media help. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show, and I really look forward to hearing more from you in the future. Thank you. And that's it for the 50th episode of Hey Bartender Podcast. I appreciate everybody for listening, all you subscribers. Uh, remember, share, like, subscribe, comment to the bot podcast. If you want to get a hold of me, just contact me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Hey Bartender Podcast. You can also find me on Instagram, Hey Bartender Podcast. And you can also find me on Twitter, Hey Bartender P01. We also got a website, Hey Bartender. Uh, no, how does it go? www.heybartenderpodcast.com. There you can go check out my blog you can check out a couple drink recipes and you can even help support the show by buying a hey bartender podcast t-shirt we got a huge selection in there i'd like to thank uh mighty big rig for being our musical guest on the show i it was also a huge honor to have santa fe new mexico's bartender of the year 2019 randy lynn lamberg on the show if you ever want to go meet her you can go meet her at the cowgirl barbecue in santa fe new mexico uh, but until the next episode, everybody, remember, share, like, and subscribe to the uh, Hey Bartender podcast. And as usual, lots of love, lots of sex, and lots of happiness. And don't take any shit from anybody. Good night. so good, I had to blow a